Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast, where we talk about everything One Direction, from news to album updates to the weird thing Harry did on stage the other night. Talk Direction, by the fans, for the fans. Welcome to episode 17 of Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. And this is our 17th episode of Talk Direction. Um, we're right now in the middle of like studying for midterms and it's been pretty crazy. How are you holding up, Kara? Um, I don't really have any tests per se, but I have a bunch of essays that I am not doing right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. I've been uh, um, seeing on Twitter your multitude of ice cream <laughs> flavors that you've been um, devouring. So yep. it, it's mm-hmm. been like pretty rough, like studying. And I don't even know if it's like the amount of time I've spent studying because like, honestly, it's not like a consistent study pattern. Like, <laughs> I just feel like it's that crazy, like you should be studying, then you're not studying, then you are studying, then you feel guilty when you're not studying type of thing. And like, yeah. you literally just go crazy because you're thinking about midterms all the time. Like yeah. yesterday, like I know I tweeted about this, but literally I felt like I was going mad. Like <laughs> I was alone in my dorm room, like just scrolling through Tumblr and then also watching X Factor. And I was like cackling out loud. Anything like set me off. Like, oh, picture of cute boy. Start cackling like <laughs> mad. Like it was so weird. I didn't know what was going on. But like, I'm just like ready for like midterms. I mean, I still have one like next week even. But like, I need oh, to get God. through this time because it's a little bit crazy here. But you know, what yeah. you gonna do? And me and Kaylin um, were having a really great conversation at, like, 2 a.m., 2.30. And, like, I didn't even realize it was that late. And I was like, um, why are we both <laughs> up? Like, this is a problem. Yep. Our regular conversations about, like, aliens and One Direction and all the fun mysteries of One Direction. Oh, yeah. Oh, Thank also I have an um, exciting thing that's um, keeping me going. Today I woke up and I checked my email and I got accepted to my study abroad program. So that's really <gasps> oh exciting. Oh, my God. I didn't yeah. even know that. Kara, congratulations. <laughs> That's so Thank exciting. You. Which yeah, one so um, is it? Is it the Bath one or the London one? I applied for the Bath one because I just like, I was just feeling Bath, you know? Um, I don't know because yeah. I can always like visit London because it's only like yeah. a train ride away. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. So, That's so hopefully, exciting. yeah, I just hope I get scholarships because that won't be fun yeah. slash I won't be able yeah. to go. But, you know, I'm keeping a positive thought. So Fingers thanks for everyone's good vibes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, mm. now we want to say a couple of announcement thingies, and we're going to have some more announcements later. Um, but first of all, we want to remind everyone to go follow the um, MITAM promo team or Made in the AM promo team on Twitter. Um, and then from there, you can connect to their Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, um, because that's this is like the, t- uh, the Twitter that's going to be really um, getting everyone together to promote the album and like make it the biggest album yet. And they have a thunderclap going where um, it's a something where you like sign up through Twitter, Facebook or something else. And um, there's a date and time where it will um, tweet from your it'll tweet from everyone who signed up at the same time or on their Facebook or whatever at the same time to like have a really powerful outreach. Um, And then I know also you can print different sheets and hang them up around your town. They've been retweeting a lot of pictures of people just like casually like sticking pictures of like 
their um like promotion flyer thing um like on bus stops and like in their school hallways and stuff so definitely get involved with that so you can do your part to help the album um I think it's really cool and then also we wanted to give sort of like I don't know not a disclaimer but a um sort of statement about how we treat this podcast and our listeners and we want everyone to know that we are totally accepting of everyone whether you know like in terms of gender sexuality race class religion ability status we are totally open and accepting to that on our podcast and we are also really open to learning and growing and that's why I think our listener base is so important because Kara and I are just two people in this fandom and we cannot in any way represent everyone in the fandom. And that's mm. why like, it's so important to have listener feedback and have people write in about their own experiences because um, I think it's really important to be inclusive in all that type of stuff. Absolutely. Um, definitely. Yeah. Um, so now we're going to go through news and we want to like kind of speed through a couple things. So we might not talk too in detail about every story story um, because our episodes have been getting a tad long, but we're doing our best to, uh, you know, stay on top of things. But um, our first story this week is just new songs in general that have come like announcements from the um, Made in the AM album and then also songs that have appeared on um ASCAP or ASCAP I don't know what it's called but it's like the songwriting um what is that copyright website type thing mm-hmm. and we'll link it so you can go search it because it's a really cool website and it's really useful um but um I want to just say there's going to be spoilers now so if you're not interested in hearing what the song titles are for Made in the AM stop listening I guess <laughs> right now and skip ahead because we're going to be um spoiling some stuff so the first thing we wanted to talk about was Perfect, which is One Direction's new single that's going to be released on October 16th. Um, it's going to be track number three on the album. And it was kind of interesting how this information got leaked because from the Apple Twitter, they tweeted about um, this being One Direction's new single, but then they like took it down after they tweeted it. And it was like, oh, shoot, they weren't supposed to do that or something. They left um, it up for like a good amount of time, though, too. It wasn't like two minutes. It was straight up like, I think, an hour or more, maybe. Yeah, it was really strange. Like, I don't know what miscommunication happened. But um, yeah, so they accidentally posted that. But then um, One Direction ended up tweeting about it. And Liam said, looks like the cat's out of the bag. Our next single is perfect. Can't wait for you to for you all to hear it. Uh, and then Harry also tweeted saying, our next single is called Perfect. Looking forward to you hearing it. Hope that you like those apples. And then people were sort of joking around that Harry was kind of um, like making fun of Apple from accidentally yeah. posting um, uh, whatever, because he said, hope you like those apples. I mean, I feel like that's I probably true. Like, because Harry's pretty shady sometimes. <laughs> He is. But also, like, I could see him just, like, having that phrase, like, casually in his, like, repertoire, you know? Hope you yeah. like those apples mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I would love if he was throwing some shade. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Perfect is written by Julian Bonetta, Jacob Kasher, Anne McDonald, John Ryan, Samuel Shapkin, Louis Tomlinson, and Harry Styles. Um, so it's written by a whole bunch of people. But, uh... 
I don't think there's a lot of songs that Harry and Louie both write on. A lot of times it's um, Louie and Liam writing together if there's a yeah. song. Or, like, all the boys together. Or, like, Harry alone, Ni- Niall alone. Yeah. Um, so this will be interesting to see. There were rumors that they also wrote it separately and then sort of, like, compiled it. But obviously I don't know how the whole songwriting thing goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's probably pretty different for each song. Yeah. Um, and... It was quoted that this song is an emotionally charged, ironic love song featuring passionate drumming, rousing guitars, <laughs> shimmering synths, and a, an immense chorus. Uh, this <laughs> this description is pretty funny. I like the emotionally charged, ironic love song. Like, what does that mean? Um, I don't know, but I love irony in songs. But also, I really love the overusage of adjectives in this. In this um, <laughs> rousing guitars. Sentence. Yeah, shimmering synths is my personal favorite. <laughs> it's just like such ridiculous descriptions. Um, but yeah, so I'll just so... have to see if that's true. And it oh, it comes out this Friday. I totally just like forgot about that. Yeah. So guess what that means? That means our next episode is going to be all about this song. <laughs> oh my god! I feel like we just did the um, Infinity one. I was about to say Xfinity again. God damn. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um. Yeah. So when it comes out, like, keep up with us on Twitter because we will be looking for your comments so we can include oh, it in yeah. the next episode. Mm-hmm. Um. And then actually, One Direction released the track list as well. And now this one's a little bit like confusing for me. Because I know there were like pictures of the track list that um, got uploaded and then lists that people made thinking of what it was. But then also on One Direction Snapchat, they released like little clips of them saying what tracks were what. But they did it yeah. in like a weirdo order. They did like one, two, three, like eight, eleven, <laughs> and like the last couple. It was like completely not not helpful. Um but I'm just going to read through the track list and talk a little bit about some of the songs that we do know about. Um, but like, keep in mind, like this could be not the exact um, like order, but I think it is, but like mm-hmm. based on their Snapchat, it kind of like screwed it up a little bit. So, mm-hmm. um, so the first track is called Hey Angel. Um, and this song is confirmed as the first one. And also Harry has been tweeting lyrics um, or I don't know if they're lyrics, but he's been tweeting um, things that don't come up as anything else when you search them on Google yeah. uh, that start with, hey, angel. He's tweeted, hey, angel, do you know the reason why we look up to the sky? Hey, angel, do you look at us and laugh when we hold on to the past? Um, and then he tweeted another one. And I'm not sure if this relates to the song, hey, angel, but like it kind of reminded me of the same feel. Uh, mm-hmm. The summertime and butterflies all belong to your creation. So, I mean, I'm assuming at least the two tweets about Hey Angel are lyrics from the song. Do you agree with yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, I would assume so. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty cool. I think the lyrics sound really interesting. Yeah, if, they're if really Harry's, If Harry's the one tweeting them, does that mean he's the one who wrote this song? Is this the song that Liam cried over, potentially? I don't know. It sounds sort of sad. It sounds sort of like Mm -hmm. someone who passed away, maybe, which would be really sad. Yeah, yeah, that's it definitely sounds that it doesn't have that vibe. So I'll be interesting to hear that one and um, dissect it. And hopefully we'll get more information soon. Yeah. Uh, um, The second song is Drag Me Down. Um, And then the third is Perfect. The fourth is Infinity. 
The fifth is End of the Day, and we know that End of the Day is written by um, Wayne Hector, Julian Benetta, John Ryan, Edward Druitt, Gamal Lewis, Lewis uh, Jacob Hindlin, Louis Tomlinson, and Liam Payne. Um, then I don't think we really have any other information on that song, but uh, mm-hmm. we know it's written by Lou- Lilo, partially. Um mm-hmm. Track six is If I Could Fly. Track seven is Long Way Down. Track eight is Never Enough. And on the Snapchat, uh, Niall said that this song called Never Enough was his favorite song on the track on the album By a Mile. So that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, do you have any clues as to what Never Enough could be about? Um, I mean, not really. <laughs> yeah i mean like maybe like you're never enough for like a relationship or something something sad it sounds like or maybe like it's good it's like i can never get enough of you so it could be like it could be honestly either way Ooh, yeah it really could be Mm -hmm. good good observation (laughs) um the ninth track is called olivia which i guess is the track that has the name in it but i think we were all convinced that there was a song called adeline for some reason yeah like, I know that's in, I think, on Louis's, like, song on the website that has all the songs Louis's written. That's, like, under his copyright or whatever, a song called Adeline. But yeah. now now there's this Olivia. Now I'm thinking, did they switch the name like they did for Diana when it was, like, Joanna, and then they switched it because Louis's mom's name is Joanna? <laughs> oh, or yeah. is this just, like, a completely different song? I don't know. I just don't know because Olivia really doesn't rhyme with anything, so I'm... I'm intrigued to see, like, how it's going to work out. But also it's funny yeah. because me and Caitlin both have a friend named Olivia. It's the same person. And she <laughs> doesn't really like One Direction. So it's just funny that, like, this is the name they chose. Why um, couldn't they have chosen Caitlin or something, honestly? I mean, I, I'll i just never know. We'll just never know. <laughs> um. So then the 10th song is What a Feeling. The 11th song is Love You Goodbye, which we know is written by Jacob Hinlin, Julian Bonetta, and Louis Tomlinson. Uh, track 12 is I Want to Write You a Song, and that's written by John Ryan and Julian Bonetta. Track 13 is History. Track 14 is Temporary Fix. Track 15 is Walking in the Wind. Traps, track 16 is Wolves, and track 17 is AM. Now, I know you had a lot to say about this Wolves track here. Do you want to talk a bit about it? <laughs> oh, yeah. I am very psyched. Like, um, I think that I'm probably more psyched about this song than if they had written a song with my name in it. Actually, that's probably not true. But I'm really pumped about this. Wolves have been, you know, I've been in the Wolf fandom since since day one, really. Well, maybe <laughs> since I was, like, eight or something. Um, so maybe not day one. Basically day two. Um, so, but I really love wolves and, um, basically all I'm saying is that I hope they presented wolves in a, um, a, what's it called? A good light because, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of the songs with wolves in the lyrics present them as like evil and, um, that's just not true. So, um, yeah, that's all I have to say. (laughs) Like, could it be like about them being like lone wolves or something? Like, I can't. I don't know. I don't understand, like, a song called Wolves. Yeah, I mean, Wolves, like, it's weird because Wolves don't, aren't alone. Like, they're not solitary creatures. So I, I, my, I mean, I have a lot of thoughts and feelings about this. My first ideal scenario, I think I tweeted about this, was saying, like, them um, talking about, or, like, literally singing about the common misconceptions about Wolves. But, like, ideally, I would also like it to be 
about like their pack and like a friendship song because wolves are like so loyal to like their pack and I think that'd be such a great like OT4 song um that but would I'm not be. sure yeah and and then what's the song that's written about Zane based on all these titles like you know didn't they have wasn't it like rumored that there was one that was about Zane leaving the band like, yeah could that be like never enough or like history I, I don't know oh, man. temporary fix oh like, I don't know. End of the day, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah. End of the day. Mm. That's a good one. Because then Lilo were on that, too. So they would, like, put in their Lots feelings. of feelings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just wanted to give some... Like, on Snapchat, Harry held up signs in the order of the songs. Olivia, If I Could Fly, AM, Walking in the Wind. So I don't know if that's an actual track list order or he was just holding up some of the names of songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also on Snapchat, Niall or Louie or Ask Liam or Liam Ask Louie, something like that, about what were the last three tracks on the album. And uh, the other person responded, I want to write you a song, Temporary Fix and Wolves. Now, I don't know if he meant what are the last three tracks in like the last three order or just like the last three song names we haven't mentioned yet on Snapchat. Oh, so, yeah, that's true. Again, like nothing sends stone yet, but we'll keep you guys updated as to what happens with this track list. Also, I thought um, it was funny, just like the different ways the different boys um presented the uh the song titles. Like Liam and um Louis would be the ones to use the ridiculously like um the ridiculous Snapchat filters, and then like Niall yeah. was just like riding around on the Segway, and then Harry was like silent and like had uh-huh. his like minimalistic um sign posters and like it just I just like really fit with them yeah it did it did definitely um and then also when I was looking on this songwriting website I found it really interesting that um I think a lot of the boys but mostly Harry has songs that he's written that aren't One Direction songs that we haven't seen and that aren't going on this album. And there's about like 50 or so of them. Whoa. Like there's, or maybe not 50, maybe like 30. I don't know. I had a lot of tabs open. Um, And when I looked at who wrote all of the songs, it was like the majority of them besides like a, like maybe a a handful, the majority were written by Harry and someone called Dan Leyes. And I was like, I don't know a Dan Leyes. I haven't seen this songwriter come up um in the 1d like discography or discography mm-hmm. or whatever it's called um and i looked up who dan Leyes was and it's actually the singer from augustana so it's oh. the guy we saw perform because augustana used to be a band but then um sort of the members went in different directions if you will <laughs> and um <laughs> now augustana is only like a one-man kind of band thing um and or like the last singers left and um that's dan leyes and we know harry's been a fan of um augustana like he goes and creeps on their shows like he goes and watches backstage like he's um he's instagrammed about them and tweeted about him Mm -hmm. so it's interesting that they've been writing all these songs together and that's um, so cool yeah so definitely go check out this website we'll link it because like it's cool to look at the names and try to figure out what the songs are about. I just pulled a couple ones that they'd written. Mm-hmm. Um, Better Than Being Alone, California, Can't Get Enough, uh, Kissed You in the Rain. And then there was another one called I Fell in Love with a Beautiful Girl. And this one was co-written with Johan Carlson, who's from Carolina Liar. 
yes. which is a band like I used to listen to in middle school or something. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but I don't know. It's just really cool to see, check out like who they're writing with besides like outside of One Direction. And when are we going to see these songs? Like there are a lot of songs. I could see Harry making this his own album, you know. Mm-hmm. And I kind of I want to hear what these songs are because I want to I feel like Harry there's this all this talent that's been stored away and like all these songs he's written like I feel like I need them in my soul you know I know I feel that very much yeah um okay so then we're just gonna briefly mention that One Direction is gonna be playing the iHeartRadio Jingle Ball tour which is a tour that started last year it's like a holiday tour. That helps raise money for children's hospitals and I think probably some other groups as well. This year, there's like 11 different dates and it's sort of tons of different singers and musicians get together and um, do these holiday concerts like Five Seconds of Summer, Selena Gomez, Shawn Mendes, Demi Lovato, um, Ellie Goulding. And last year was hosted by Ryan Seacrest and I couldn't find if he was hosting again this year, but I'm sure he will be. Um, and One Direction is going to be playing at the Dallas, Texas tour stop on December 1st and the LA tour stop on December 4th. Um, so if you're in the area, go get tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, and then more importantly, uh, <laughs> the, the big Lilo fight that happened or fake fight or whatever it was, um, it all started with Heat World, which is like a tabloid magazine thing that wrote an article, um, about it was like based off of a video of Louis shoving Liam and like them sort of like pushing each other on stage. And like in the the article, they said like Liam was seemingly getting irate, irate and Louis wasn't moving out of the way. So they were like shoving each other. And as we all know, Lilo like have pretty much like water war fights on stage and like twist each other's nipples and like make each other wear like funny hats and stuff. So like that's common behavior for Liam and Louis. Um, so it's just kind of hilarious that, like, this magazine's tried to make it seem like they were actually mad at each other. Um, and, like, the th- thing that was most ridiculous to me, I think this was the exact, like, same, um, concert where Louis literally, like, punched, um, Liam in the balls, like, on stage. Like, they thought this shoving was the more, like, um, ridiculous, like, <laughs> fight. And, like, just killed me. Also, I thought you said Heat World was a cowboy magazine not a tabloid magazine so i was like spending this entire time like trying to figure out why a cowboy magazine was talking about one direction oh my god i wish it was a cowboy magazine could you imagine one direction is cowboys yes please Mm -hmm. um so yeah then liam saw this magazine and he tweeted about it saying oh my god that's outrageous how dare i have a joke with a friend on stage uh and he was like retweeting the magazine thing Mm -hmm. and then um he also said simply the funniest story i've read to date clearly the person who wrote this has never experienced friendly banter in their life i don't know if i'd consider it friendly banter but clearly they haven't experienced lilo's like regular behavior with each other yeah Um, (laughs) friendly banter don't know (laughs) Uh, but then Louis responded to Liam and said, you wouldn't dare pi- push me seriously, boy, you know the consequences. And then he used the muscle emoji, the punchy emoji, and like the dead face emoji. Um, and then Liam responded, don't start with me, man. I'm about to see you in like four minutes. Arm wrestle your face. And what does that even mean? Emoji. <laughs> I have 
no idea. Uh, and then Louis responded with um, arm muscle emoji, punchy emoji, and nose emoji. <laughs> yes. Um, and just... Um, I just wanted to point out that the boy, when he, like, Louis said, um, you wouldn't dare push me seriously, boy. The reason he did the little asterisks, as in, like, he, a spelling change, is because his first tweet said, you wouldn't dare push me seriously, lad. And, um, (laughs) this, this whole ongoing joke about, um, like, Liam wanting to be a lad, but Louis, um, like, not considering him lad enough. So, um, I didn't like, even catch that. You didn't? That's yeah. Hilarious. So, like, no. um, so when he first tweeted the lad thing, a fan said, oh, or like he, a uh, fan tweeted him and said, oh, like, Liam's a lad now. And Louis's like, what are you oh, talking about? That, like, that was yeah. autocorrect. <laughs> so, just, you know, that was funny. <laughs> oh my God. I love their relationship. And then Louis also said, I'll be waiting, dot, dot, dot. God. This is hilarious. <laughs> yes. Um, and I love how they're just sort of like making light of what, the tabloids are printing about them like Mm -hmm. lilo is so alive and well Um, oh yeah and and then louis uh actually also instagrammed a photo of uh liam and himself like gripping each other by the collars like as if they're about to start like fighting and it says like watch your back uh and it's just really cute and i appreciated that i like fans Mm -hmm. love to see this type of interaction this is what we live for this is what like back in the day one direction did on twitter yeah you know we're missing this type of stuff Mm um okay then the next story is harry donating giant teddy bears uh he had these like huge eight foot teddy bears that he originally got from harrods in london and i think they're both like collectively worth 26,000 pounds, which is <gasps> so much money. Um, but he had them in his house, apparently, and maybe he's moving house now or something. Either way, he donated them to a charity auction called Bald is Beautiful, which is, like, part of... Um, it's, like, a cancer charity. Um, and I know a girl named Megan Fletcher is involved, but I think it might be, like, part of a bigger charity. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but I thought that was awesome that these are going to be part of a charity auction. Like, who doesn't mm-hmm. want a huge eight-foot teddy bear? Yeah. Um, and then also, Liam has been tweeting Will Singe on Twitter, who's a musical producer, singer, songwriter type person. Um, and he said, at Will Singe, yo, heard some of your tracks. Would be nice to do something. Let me know. Uh, and then he also told him to DM him. Um, at first he said, EM me, but he meant DM um but then will singe responded yo hell yeah you know i'm down man hit me bro like this talk i like don't even understand this type of communication but i mean whatever and then he also said well that was surreal but now back to mopping up my dog's piss haha so like i'm pretty sure like liam just found this guy tweeted him and like this guy's like flabbergasted like that's like could you imagine out of the blue like I think he just probably stumbled because this guy um has co- like does covers and stuff on YouTube, uh, which I went and watched and they're pretty cool. Um, he's like an Australian singer, songwriter, mm-hmm. producer, and he like has a YouTube channel and he actually has an album out called The Jump Off. Uh, I didn't listen to it, but um, I feel like Liam was just like like going around on the internet and found this guy and like tweeted him, which is just crazy. 
Um, yeah, and so. I like that he was actually, like, receptive of it because I've seen, like, in uh, the past, like, when Louis has, like, recommended, like, a band, um, they just don't want to be asso- associated with One Direction, so they, like, don't even take the compliment and just, like, bash on One Direction. I'm like, One Direction's fan base is a good one to have on your side. Like, I don't understand, like, yeah. why you would just lash out, but this is nice that he was really into it. Yeah, it was definitely a really good response. Um, okay, and then we have a funny story about, I've titled it Stripping and Segwaying, Harold on a Regular Basis. Yes. <laughs> um, but Five Seconds of Summer was doing an interview, I don't know if, I think it was with Sugarscape, um, and they asked uh, Five Seconds of Summer if, like, Harry truly uh, would walk around naked while they were touring together, and this was their response. Um, they told a story. <laughs> And Ashton said, it was just once I saw it full on ball sack. <laughs> Luke said, it wasn't walking. It was more on a segue. Mikey said, the worst part was that Luke's mom was standing right there and he comes in on the segue just butt naked. He comes in on a segue, sees Luke's mom and turns around. Ashton then said, it was like his first time on a Segway too, so it was kind of awkward turning around and trying to hide his things at the same time. <laughs> so pretty much what happened was Harry like ro- strolls into their dressing room on a Segway. One of their mom is like right there in the dressing room and he like tries to turn this Segway around like butt naked, but he can't because he's been on a Segway like for two minutes and he's also trying to hold his junk at the same time. <laughs> oh my god, this is the best image. Like I can so clearly just like see it just like slowly turning around like the Segway because he doesn't even know how to work it and he's trying to do it like with one hand. This is the best thing I've ever heard. Thank you, Five Seconds of Summer, for bringing this story into the universe. I know, this is the greatest story. And like I also, when Karen and I were talking about it, I was like, whoever's mom luke's mom probably doesn't even care like moms are moms they like see nudity all the time i guess or they have children like they get it they like have sons or whatever (laughs) but like it's just so funny this story really is greatest story to date Mm -hmm. um and then our last story another just like brief mentioned one is there's some rumors that louis gonna be on america's got talent which is an american reality tv show that has Singers, dancers, magicians, comedians, and, like, other types of performers that all compete for a million-dollar prize. And Simon Cowell is, like, a big producer on it, and um, he judges on it as well. And he's trying to get um, there to be a younger audience. So there's rumors that Louis is going to start this next season, which is in either going to be premiering in May or June of 2016 based on the last uh, seasons. So like that's after their breaks. So that's like a convenient time. Um, and we all know like there's been rumors of him like going and being an X Factor judge or whatever. Um, and we do know this year he's going to be helping Simon at judges houses for X Factor. So it'll just be interesting to see um, if he will go on America's Got Talent. Like, it's still um, up in the air, but these rumors sometimes do come to fruition, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, now let's jump into our main discussion. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about songwriting and specifically based around lyrics because Kara and I are both not music majors or musically, like, 
whatever. But we do know a lot about writing. Kara's an English major and like I write my own poetry and stuff, which when I was thinking about this, Kara, I actually realized that like my writing of poetry, like you haven't really read any of that, have you? No. Which is so weird to me because like it's a really big thing for me. But like Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone really outside my family has read that much of my poetry besides like if I'm in a poetry class. Mm -hmm. Um, But like... Yeah, so we feel more comfortable talking about lyrics than anything else, but uh, I think it all sort of ties in. Um, and, and also, I know, like, in the past, we've talked a lot about songwriting and, like, what songs we feel are good or why we dislike some One Direction songs, and we just want to, like, have a whole episode that revolves around it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so why do you think lyrics are so important to songs? And, like, are they always important? I think it depends because I don't think we expect every single song. I don't think we expect the same caliber of songwriting from every single song because sometimes you just want a pop song that just like you just want to dance around to that doesn't have like the most deep, meaningful song, like lyrics that will make you like want to cry on the ground. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But also, I think it's good when um, an artist can sort of have a good range, I think. Um, yeah. Um, because lyrics are really important, and I think it distinguishes you, clearly. Like, obviously, that's, like, what makes a song a song, is, like, the different lyrics. Um, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think, like, I really appreciate, like, well-lyrically written song, but also, like, not... That doesn't mean the lyrics are what makes a song a good song. You know, there are yeah. tons of good songs that aren't, <clears throat> like, lyrically like super whatever um so we like so what do you think makes a song well written like besides I don't know lyrically and then just sort of on a greater level what do you think makes a song well written um I think that people taking imagery and putting their own twist on it and um making it new and different and describing something with completely different like metaphors and completely different like words I guess that like no one else has used before I think that's like what's very interesting to me and I also like um irony in songs like when a song is upbeat and you think it's really happy but then when you actually listen to the lyrics it's actually like pretty depressing and dark I love songs like that or songs that are like dark and depressing but then like or like they sound like that but the lyrics are actually like pretty like cheerful I think that's just like interesting and like I, yeah. What do you think? I think for me, and I, I've said this a lot, that like if something gives a really specific like personal example of something where like it might it might really relate to the songwriter's own life in a way that a listener can't necessarily directly connect with. Like you might not have had that specific situation. I think even then, if you can't I don't know. I really find that the most relatable to me, like where it really tells a story or like not, not necessarily like a, like a narration of some type of story, but like it gives a specific example of something that happened that like, like sparks a strong emotion in me. Like I can feel it a lot better if I have something like to ground myself on, I guess. And that's what like makes it relatable and makes me be able to connect with it. Um, And then like, obviously really beautiful imagery, like you said, like, when they can when when people can turn words on their their heads and like make you think about language in a different way than you've thought about language before 
Yeah. Uh, I think is really cool. Yeah. Um, um actually I, I just think... saw something the other day that like related to what you said and it made me think of you. Um there was I think it's sort of like a I don't really know what it is. I think it's like a convention for like writers and someone tweeted from the convention and it said when it comes to storytelling um Des the Ray I think she's a poet says the more specific the more universal and I think that's a very concise way of just wrapping up like what you said there and I think that's yeah that's very exactly accurate. it that's mm-hmm. definitely what it is um because I just feel like then you get it even if it's not your specific moment you just it becomes universal in a way yeah um and I think though like what makes a song well written is very different for everybody. So we actually asked this question on our Twitter and we got a lot of responses, which I'm going to read now because I think it's important to recognize that a well-written song isn't the same to everyone. Um, and it's funny because we got an Anon on Tumblr uh, this week that said like, illusion is my favorite song at the moment or whatever like yeah. to face and like i had previously said that illusion was like one of my least favorite one direction songs so i think it's so interesting that like you like we can have such like different opinions on that um, yeah and i was listening to illusion last night and i liked it and i kind of jammed <laughs> so see even like me and caitlin who have like pretty similar opinions on a lot of things like we can have different opinions and i think that's so yeah. cool yeah um, so we got tons of responses, so let's just jump into them. Mm-hmm. Uh, first from Laura S or Phantoms Babe on Twitter said, emotion, truth, honesty, beautiful harmonies, Louis, Harry, Liam, Niall, perfection. Um, and I don't know if like this was like a little play on their song Perfect with the perfection, but, uh, I loved how it was written very, um, distinctly. And then the Louis, Harry, Liam, Niall. Yes. You know, it definitely adds to it. And, like, I don't know if this is what you meant, but, like, it adds to it when it's the actual artist writing the song. That makes the song better written for me because I can feel it through the artist. Because I know the artist more than I know a songwriter that isn't an artist. Unless you, like, study songwriters, obviously. But, um, Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, Then at Johanna underscore Elise underscore on Twitter said, To me, a song is well-written. When the lyrics really mean something to the artist, when an artist really connects to the music, music, I think it comes across in their performance. If they can really feel the emotion of what they're singing, then everyone listening can feel it too. And that always makes a song much more beautiful to me. I think that is why I am so excited for the new album, because the boys had such a big part in writing the songs that you know they must really feel a connection to the music. And yeah, that's just what I was saying. Like when an artist connects to it, like it adds a whole new layer of meaning for me. Yeah, and I think that like for One Direction or just like artists in general, I think... I can't imagine how, like, boring it would be if you had to sing songs every night that didn't really mean anything to you. And I think that's why One Direction probably likes the direction, huh, um, that they're going mm-hmm. in. Because, um, I mean, I love pop music, but, like, their first album didn't... It was kind of just, like, light and, like, service level. But now I think mm-hmm. their lyrics are getting more into, like, actual personal experiences or even just, like, allusions to it. Um, illusions. So, yeah, haha. <laughs> Um, yeah. Yes. Do you want to read the next one? Sure. Okay. So this comes from Real Puppy Liam on Tumblr. And she says, I think that when a song is personal and draws from the writer's own experience, it really shows. And I tend to like those songs better, especially because I can be like, 
I know how you feel. I connect to this, this experience. I also really like imagery and comparisons, like the part of Fool's Gold that says, I'm like a crow on a wire, etc. Yeah, I really like that part in Fool's Gold, too. Just want to put that yeah, in. Yeah, and a, a couple of people wrote in mentioning Fool's Gold. So mm-hmm. um, I think, yeah, the imagery definitely stands out for me in that song. Definitely. Uh, it does, definitely has really pretty imagery. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think there's a consensus about artists being able to like connect to the songs. Yeah. Uh, then we have at Sarah underscore Marie underscore 67 on Twitter who said, as to what makes a song well-written, I love songs with lots of emotion. Spaces is one of my top three favorite One Direction songs, if not my favorite, just because I love the lyrics and how sad it is. Also Fool's Gold for the same reason. I think I just like sad songs. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think sad songs maybe like more readily spark a, an emotion or a strong emotion out of people. Yeah. Maybe then just, like, a happy one. I mean, Drag Me Down makes me super happy and that, like, yeah. sparks a big emotion. But maybe it's easier with sad songs. I know hearing Fool's Gold for the first time, I was really touched by it. Um, I know. I, like, I have a love-hate relationship with sad songs because, like, I don't know. Sometimes when I listen to One Direction, like, I want to. Or just, like, music in general. Like, sometimes I listen to it to feel happier. But then I also like um, when songs provoke a strong emotional response because I think that Mm -hmm. just shows that it's good um Mm -hmm. but I have like a hard time like listening to spaces sometimes because it like really does make me like that sad (laughs) yeah because even though that one was written before Zayn left the band it's just so much it like has become the Zayn left the band song in a way yeah yeah. Um, unless this this new song on the album is even more like Zayn left the band oh my god (laughs) yeah um and then do you want to read the next one okay um so this is from i bet my life on twitter and she says i mean it depends on how coherent it is and what you're planning to write mostly strong emotions that were that's where most people can relate if the artists write them it's better since they actually express what they felt while writing so once again same thing like Mm -hmm. i feel like that's what everyone really wants strong emotions like nice imagery and the artist like, really being able to connect with or having written the lyrics themselves. Yeah. Um, and I think we agree on all of those. And then our last um, write-in is from Patty, or at phouse1964 on Twitter. And she gave us a really nice, like, cohesive, mm-hmm. really cool list. And this one isn't necessarily just lyrical. It's just sort of, like, what makes a song well-written in general. Yeah. Um, so she said... One, uh, does the song provoke a feeling? The emotion a song makes me the emotion a song makes me feel is most important and is not always there on the first listen. Hmm. Uh, two, can I sing along? I love these. Like this is so true. I know. Um, three, do I find myself humming the song at random times or is it stuck in my head? Am I annoyed by this? Four. If it is a generally popular song that is played all the time on the radio, on shows, in the mall, just everywhere, do I still love it or do I change the station slash run away slash cuss under my breath? Uh, five, if the song is by someone I don't normally listen to, do I love the song enough to, one, listen to a- their other music, two, actually purchase the song, or three, purchase more of their music? Uh, I really love this one because... Um, like that's so true like when you hear a song by someone you don't know like I heard shut up and dance 
by Walk the Moon. And I like didn't know who was singing it, but I love the song so much. And I like had to remember some of the lyrics so I could Google them and like find out who was singing it. And then mm-hmm. once I did, I listened to their other music and I ended up buying all the music that they have. <laughs> and like now I'm a huge um, um, fan of their music. So like, you know, I think it's so true about, I don't know, the last one just makes so much sense to me. Yeah, it's so interesting to like think about what, like when you hear a song on the radio that you don't even know who it's by and you still like the song, even though you know nothing about the artist, nothing about, like you might not even like listen to the lyrics, you just like something mm-hmm. about that song just like clicks with you and I think that's so cool, like that's what makes music really cool to me. Yeah, uh, and then she continued to say, there are just so many things that make a song well written, along with all the above which will get me to actually listen to songs in the first place, then the whole lyrical composition comes into play. I love songs that mean different things to different people based on their own personal experiences. I love a song that makes me smile or cry. I love a song that gets me to visualize a story in my head. Sometimes I find a song at just the right time that fits into my life and what's going on, good or bad, and makes and make my eyes open. Um, so that was a really nice list. And then she also, uh, this was from an email, and she included... Um, a list of her favorite songs and we're going to post that to our tumblr because it was yeah. a very nice list and i agree with a lot of the songs um, and i'm excited to listen to the songs that i haven't heard before mm-hmm. um, so thank you everyone for writing in i think that just makes um our discussion so much more well-rounded yeah uh, having all those opinions but let us now give some we have some examples of songs that we find well written or lines from songs that we think are really well written that are outside of one direction um that can sort of help guide why we like what we find a good written song is uh, my first is billy joel's piano man um and a couple lines are, it's nine o'clock on a Saturday. The regular crowd shuffles in. There's an old man sitting next to me making love to his tonic and gin. And like, I'm sure everyone knows this song, but like, that's yeah. such a specific situation that I can picture in my head. And like, I've never had that experience, but like, I'm able to connect with it really well. Yeah. Um, and then my next one is from Taylor Swift and it's style. And um, some of the lyrics are, Uh, He can't keep his wild eyes on the road, takes me home, lights are off, he's taking off his coat. Uh, I say I heard that you've been out and about with some other girl. He says what you've heard is true, but I can't stop thinking about you. Um, And I said I've been and I said I've been there a few times, too, or there, too, a few times, whatever. I messed up the lyrics a little bit. (laughs) Anyways, (laughs) you can once again see that it's like just a really personal experience that like seemed to have actually happened in her life where like it just I don't know for some reason like when it actually happened and I can like try to picture it happening like it just makes more sense to me yeah um and then my last one is from Ed Sheeran's Wake Me Up which is one of the most beautiful Ed Sheeran songs ever in the whole world (laughs) and um (laughs) this one gets into like the lyrical play that I really like uh that he does a lot Um, he says in some of the lines, see, I could do without a tan on my left hand where my fourth finger meets my knuckle. Um, and that's his way of describing 
having a wedding ring on his finger. He says, I could do without a tan on my left hand where my fourth finger meets my knuckle. And that's just like, a, instead of saying right out, oh, I want to get married or yeah. I want a wedding ring, he just turns it all upside down and says I it know. so beautifully. That's so um, incredible. And I just like feel like this line and the one about the elevator that I can't say because it's a family show um, are like <laughs> the two that like when you're first getting into Ed Sheeran, you're just like, hot damn, you know, Ed Sheeran really can write a mean lyric. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that other song Kara's talking about is You Need Me, um, I Don't Need You. So go look that one up too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, slash go look up every Ed Sheeran song ever and buy all his <laughs> albums and all his unreleased music as well. Um, uh, and then what are your promo. examples, Kara? Um, so my two are both from Arctic Monkeys and I feel like I've talked about them a few times, but I really like Alec Turner... Alex Turner's um, style of writing and I think his or their older albums I think I liked the style of writing or the lyrics a little better they're more storytelling and more wordplay but I still like their newer stuff but yeah anyway so this first song is lovers love is a laser quest and one of my favorite lines is and when I'm hanging on by the rings around my eyes and I convince myself I need another for a minute, it gets easier to pretend that you were just some lover. And I feel like the hanging on by the rings around my eyes is just, like, such a cool, like, image. Um, yeah, that's beautiful. And I love yeah. the rhyming of another and some lover. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes rhymes are pretty uh, cheesy or they just feel forced. That one is just really beautiful. Yeah, you should listen to these two songs. They're really great. I think you'd like them. Okay, um, so I will. Yes, okay. Um, the next one is Pile Driver Waltz. And I want to read this entire thing because it's so cool. Okay. You go for it. <laughs> oh, thanks so much. Okay, so um, you look like you've been f- for breakfast at the Heartbreak Hotel and sat in the back booth by the pamphlets and the literature on how to lose. Your waitress was miserable and so was your food. If you're going to try to walk on water, make sure you wear your comfortable shoes. And basically, it's this entire, like... Um, like, why haven't I gone into Arctic Monkeys before? I don't yeah, this is so know. beautiful. Isn't it? Literally, I'm going to give you, a, I'm going to make you a starter kit and make you get into them. Um, oh my God. Like, this is literally saying, is his way of saying someone's sad. Like, how cool is that? Like, this entire thing is, instead of just saying, like, you're sad, like, you look sad, like, oh, I just mm-hmm. love it. This is, like, one of my favorite lines of like anything ever so beautiful people are so good i this like reminds me of when i read the scarlet letter in 10th grade and like i literally like freaking highlighted that entire book because like the way that the author described everything was so beautiful like this is that same feeling where you're like yes good job that's incredible (laughs) i've never seen that let me soak that into my body right now i know People yeah. are so talented. I know. Like, humans are so cool. This just, like, just gets me going. We're both, like, like English nerds, so I think that's, like, why we like, love this kind of stuff. <laughs> we really are. Yeah. Um, like, we'd be doing this, like, for fun if we weren't even, like, doing a podcast. Like, I mean... <laughs> Probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also, I just wanted to mention that um, I feel like rap and hip-hop aren't given the credit they deserve, like, lyrically. Um, and just mm-hmm. in general, because um, I've been trying to get more into rap, especially like old school rap. Um, and the wordplay is so phenomenal. And it's like, I don't understand like why this isn't like, I mean, it definitely is like, what am I trying to say? It's just really cool. That's what I'm trying to say. And um, I think that there's just a bad stigma around rap that it's very mm-hmm. like service level, but 
like so much of rap and hip hop like talks about such like deep social issues and it's such an interesting and unique way um and I wish I could give examples but I'm not well versed in rap to give great examples but if anyone is I would love to um hear some because I really do want to get more into it um there's someone I follow on Twitter who's like always talking about like rap and hip hop and um he is just really passionate about it and I think it's like awesome so I just wanted to mention that and, like, not only, like, the written aspect of it, but also the way that they say it so fast. Yeah. Like, and, like, just comes out so easily. Like, it's just mind-blowing to to listen to. It reminds me of um spoken word poetry. How yeah. How that's very, like, word-twisty type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Very cool. Um, so now we're going to talk about the songwriters that 1D write with because they don't always get the credit that they deserve on um one direction music stuff and there's a ton of artists I'm, that they've written with before um but i've just pulled some key ones that have really made an impact on the last album i'd say midnight memories four and um this next one i'm i'm sure they're going to be big players in but the three that i'm going to talk about are jamie scott julian Bonetta, and john ryan um, all of which helped write songs like Story of My Life, Midnight Memories, Drag Me Down. Um, so they've been like working with One Direction for a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamie Scott is a 31-year-old British singer-songwriter producer. He actually was with like working with One Direction on Up All Night. So he was there from the beginning. He wow. wrote um, More Than This and Stole My Heart. And he also has a solo album called my hurricane which was released uh in january of this year um which i'm interested to give a listen to uh mm. to see how that songwriting compares to one direction like what he's done with with one direction um and then he's also worked with other artists like enrique iglesias little mix the vamps colby calais christina perry and a whole bunch more but i find it so interesting that like he's 31 and he's been working with one direction for like five years now so he started when he was like 26, which I just, that that's not too far off our own age. Like, oh my I, I don't know God. how you get into something like that where you're working with like the biggest boy band in the world or whatever, yeah. you know? That's insane. <laughs> Career goals. So crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like to be so young and successful. I love seeing young, successful people. Like, yeah, I, that's why YouTubers are so fascinating. Yeah. Um, then Julian Bonetta um is 32 he's an american songwriter producer instrumentalist singer and he started working with one direction on take me home uh he helped write come on come on um and he's also worked with fifth harmony jason derulo lupe fiasco augustana ollie mers leona lewis hillary duff and a whole bunch of other people and I, when I was looking up information on him, I was on his Wikipedia page and I sent text to Kara about the fans being added again. Because if you see the names of the songs that it has down for what he's written for Midnight Memories or for One Direction, there's like all these fake song titles like Chance and <laughs> I don't know, Lilo, Battle. I don't know. There were some random ones like inside fandom jokes. Yeah, it was like so Kale Smoothie go or out. something. Like. <laughs> frog son go check out julian Bonetta's uh wikipedia page if you're looking for a laugh Mm -hmm. um but he's also helped like interview one direction and i feel like the boys are pretty close um to him i know he was in the movie a bit 
Uh, and then the last one I'm going to talk about is John Ryan, who is an American songwriter, producer, instrumentalist, singer as well. And he started working with One Direction on Take Me Home. And he's worked with Jason Derulo, Cody Simpson, JLS, Fifth Harmony, Nick Jonas, Ollie Murs. Feels like these people just, like, work with everyone pretty much. Yeah. Um, God. And he's known for being featured in Pitbull's 2014 hit, Fireball. Um, I think he's in the video as well, and he co-wrote that song. So, um, I don't know. It's just, it's cool to see, like, the people who are not necessarily in the spotlight, but how much of an impact they have on One Direction's music and all these other people's music as well. Um, and I think that's an interesting position to be in where you're not necessarily followed around, but your your stuff is well known, you know, mm-hmm. but maybe you're not getting the credit for it. It's very interesting. It's a weird balance. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, let's move on. How do you think... One Direction's songwriting has changed over time. And I first want to read a quote that uh, Ed Sheeran talked about in a recent interview um, when he was asked about writing songs for One Direction. He said, they've gotten to the point where they know how to write songs. Harry was 16 when I first met him, but now he's 21 and has written with everyone in the world and listened and learned how to write songs. So they don't really need as much help anymore. So like we know Ed Sheeran helped write um, or wrote songs for One, Direc- One, Direc- <laughs> One Direction's, um, did, he wrote on the first four albums, I think, right? Yeah. Um, but like now that, I guess that means he's not, he hasn't written one for Made in the AM, which is a little sad because mm. like that collaboration is gorgeous. But, um, do you agree with Ed saying that they like kind of know what they're doing now? I mean, yeah, like for sure. I think they, like, they were just, like, thrust into this world, like, the music world, but now, like, I think they've gained their footing, and I think they're definitely, um, like, finding their own way and, like, what they like and what they don't like. I think that, like, in the beginning, they probably just, like, had no idea, like, what to do. Um, mm-hmm. Wait, do you know what song he wrote on 4 with them? Uh, 18. Oh, right, duh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, That's, like, a 1D trivia question that I actually, like, about songs that I was able to spit right out. Usually yep. I'm like, what's that song called? I don't know. <laughs> so even if One Direction, like, even if any of them were, like, uh, a really good writer beforehand or, like, wrote poetry themselves or did their own songwriting, I think it's totally different, like, doing your own songwriting and then going into having to really write songs to be put into production and put on an album and that are going to be catchy, especially when you're just starting out as a new band. You might not have, like the same pull and you have to like play to what's going to get you attention and like work with producers and work with people who are there to support you so I think it's a lot different like especially because they came through X Factor rather than someone like Taylor Swift who you know started writing songs for people before she even became famous and like worked her way up as a songwriter as well as a musician Mm -hmm. then like One Direction who came out just on X Factor and had to um, you know, be put into like a category of young pop and grab the teen pop like sensation-y type of audience. Mm-hmm. Um, but as they gained more footing and like were legitimized as artists, they have more control over what they make, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I know like during Up All Night, not during Up All Night, but on Up All Night, um, it was like people wrote for them, really. They didn't really write 
the songs and it was more like basic teen pop or whatever. And then um, on four, Louie and Liam did a lot of the writing. The other boys did writing as well. There were more personal lyrics. Um, and th- I found a lot, like, going through, like, looking at the One Direction songs, like, it was really cool because you, like, get a look at lyrics more, which you don't necessarily pay so much attention to when you're just listening. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it was definitely about, like, the boys' own experience and, like, their knowledge and, like, what they've been through which I really liked. And then you get that emotional connection that we were talking about more. Yeah. Um, so do you think something like anything holds them back from writing songs in a way that they would want to, or we would want them to? Um, I really don't know just because I'm not sure like how much their image, I guess, depends on like keeping like one what am I trying to say? What I'm trying to say is that they might have all different, like, views on like, what kind of music they want. Like, maybe Harry wants, like, more indie and, like, maybe Niall wants more, like, I don't I don't know what Niall would want. Like, more, like, pop indie? Is that even a genre? <laughs> um, more, sure. like, guitar-heavy, like, rock alternative. I'm literally just making stuff up now. But, like... This is um, why we're discussing lyrics and not, like... <laughs> me trying to figure out genres um but what I'm trying to say is that like they have to keep it like cohesive so the fact Mm -hmm. that there's four of them um I think um they have to like keep in mind like the other three while they're writing songs so they don't just like have a mishmash of like just random things yeah I agree and I also think that like them having yes their music has changed and their songwriting has changed but they're not like doing a drastic 180 like Taylor Swift from her country album to her pop album like they're not doing that you know they're sort of staying in their lane a bit more and like there are four of them and like there's a lot of things to think about with their audience and stuff yeah um so I don't I feel like that's definitely a thing that could hold them back from like saying I want to do like this exact song and like, I mean, like, all the songs we talked about Harry writing with Augustana, is he going to just chuck that on a One Direction album? Or, like, are those more personal songs that he just wants to keep for himself if he ends up doing something solo in the future, you know? It could be something yeah. like that as well. Um, where, like, they don't want to give this personal song for the One Direction album because it doesn't fit as well, and they want to keep it for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. So I also want to give some examples before we go into our favorite well-written One Direction songs. <laughs> give some examples of some 1D songs that like the lines didn't grip me or like that I see something that could be improved upon. And like we said, everyone has different opinions. So this might not be everyone's opinion and they might do something for someone else. Um, but two examples for me are from Fireproof, where the lines are... Because nobody knows you, baby, the way I do. And nobody loves you, baby, the way I do. And if this was, like, someone's poetry and I was editing it for them, I would say, what do you mean? How How is someone, like, what is it that they know about them? Yeah. No, how do you love them that's different? Like, give a specific example. Show me. Don't just tell mm-hmm. me. Show me, like, what exactly that, like, makes you stand out and makes them stand out. You know, give me a... I don't know. Give me a better picture. Um, I really like can just imagine that? you just like with a red pen, like editing One Direction <laughs> songs in front of them and being like, show ex- specific examples here. <laughs> <That is laughs> yeah. Great image. Oh, that would be so much fun. Like to, 
go through One Direction's album songs and just like edit them for them. Yeah. That'd be so cool. The fact I that like we think people who do that. I know, but the fact that like we think that would be fun is just like very telling of our personalities. We are so cool. Oh my yeah. gosh. We we truly um, are. And then the next example I have is from Steal My Girl. And uh, if you want to hear all our opinions on Steal My Girl, we did a whole episode about Steal My Girl and Girl Almighty comparing them. So go find that. Uh, I don't know what episode it was, but um, we'll link it. the lines. The, yeah, we'll link it. Um, the lines I'm going to pull out here are everybody want to steal my girl. Everybody want to take her heart away. And again, like these are just so general for me. Like, why do they want to steal your girl? Like, yeah. what is it about her that makes her better than all the other girls? And like, why do they want to take her heart away? And what does that mean? Take her heart away. Like, it's kind of very vague. Doesn't put me, it doesn't like ground me somewhere that I can understand. I can't grasp onto it. I can't really connect to this. Who's everybody? Like, why do they want to steal this girl? Like, I don't know. It's just too vague for me to get a handle on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are just some examples. But now let's, let's get into our favorite, uh, One Directions songs and we're gonna say some lines from those songs that we really like um so Kara, do you want to give your first favorite so the first one i'm going to talk about this isn't in any order um is ready to run and that was written by louie and liam and also jamie scott julian Benetta, and ryan uh john ryan um and i think that musically it's not my favorite song um I don't know. It, it it I do like it, and I remember really liking it when it first came out. But I think that I really like the lyrics more than the music. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. My favorite it reminds lyri- me of like the Lion King for some yeah. reason, and yeah, I don't, pe- and I don't like brace yourselves, people. But I don't like the movie The Lion King. What the heck? <laughs> so- <laughs> I know, right? I'm like the only person. Wait, I, like really? Like you don't like it, or you just think it's too sad, or you just like don't like it? No, I just. I'm like, I hate, this is like Elf. I also hate the movie Elf. Kayla, okay, um, we're going to lose half our listeners, so you need to stop <laughs> while you're ahead. It's like... I'm kidding, but yeah. It's like movies that just, something happens when it shouldn't have happened. Like, like that really bugs me. Like, if something goes wrong when it really shouldn't have gone wrong, like... Why did he freaking have to die? Like, he could have just not fallen off that cliff. I don't know. He could have gotten up, not gotten trampled. There's, like, a lot of things where I'm like, no, that wouldn't have happened. Like, stop it. Like, Oh, yeah. That's why I didn't, like, um, I didn't love Inside Out because there was this, like, one character that was doing these things. Wait, don't give it out to me. Like, I haven't seen it. Okay, I won't, I won't give it away, but, like, it's, it's pretty frustrating. And I was, like, getting, like, literally so heated at this children's movie. I'm like, Kara, you need to, like, do some meditation, like, in this movie theater right now because you're literally getting angry about, like, cartoon, like, blobs. So, anyway. Um, but, um, should I read, like, my favorite line that I chose? Yeah. Okay, so this line I remember, like, distinctly, distinctly, like, it just, like, hit me the first time I... Um, listen to a song which is pretty rare because usually I just like go with the vibes of a song first mm-hmm. and I don't even like listen to the lyrics but this mm-hmm. lyric which I'm going to read now um is there's a moment when you finally realize there's no way you can change the rolling tide but I know yes I know that I'll be fine um and I really like that I think that that actually be a really pretty um tattoo idea um, yeah, because really I mean, as I know, it's kind of vague, but I really just like 
the whole idea of, um, you know, like some things are out of your control, but you'll be okay. Um, yeah, and there's I, like vague and then there's like provocative imagery, you know, yes, it's sort of like yeah. you, it's hard, sometimes hard to separate them, but like, I think that's more of like a, an imagery that might not be so clear that it gives you like, you can like sort of think it through rather than something that's just kind of like vague and blah. Yeah. And I really like the rolling tide, um, wording. I really like that. Yeah. The, like the sound of the words is pretty as well. Yeah. Like how they like sound together. Mm-hmm. Um, my first one is Don't Forget Where You Belong, which yes. is written by Tom Fletcher, Danny Jones, uh, Dougie Pointer, and Niall Horan. Um, and just like, I know this one, I just feel like I can relate to it so much being at college and because like the album came out while I was in my freshman year and I don't know, I just didn't wait. Yeah. This yeah. is from Midnight Memories, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, and I don't know. And it also feels so personal to like Niall who like was part of writing it, but just in general to the boys where like I can really connect with it and understand what they're saying and feel what they're feeling because like I know that they're like away from home a lot so like when they talk about forgetting like where they belong and not forgetting and like wanting to be home I understand that because I know what they're going through and also I know what I'm going through being at school so like it makes it so much more personal and like while and these are the lines I chose uh, as my favorite lines. Living out of cases, packing up and taking off, made a lot of changes, but not forgetting who I was. And it's not necessarily like the imagery or the wordplay in this instance, but it's just like the specificity of that, like actually like describing how they're packing off and taking yeah. off in a plane and like lots of changes are happening. They're living out of cases. Like that's such a real thing to me, living out of cases, you know, yeah. like while I don't. Well, at school, I'm not actually physically living out of a suitcase, but I can totally understand how that would be, like, really hard to deal with and, like, missing your family and missing your friends and stuff. Yeah, um, and I think so. that, like, this whole thing really does remind me of freshman year just because of the timing when it came out. But also, mm -hmm. um, I think that freshman year especially, there's this, like, you're in, like, this weird limbo um, of you don't feel like college is your home yet but also when you go home like things have changed and it doesn't feel yeah. exactly like how it did before so I have um, a really funny story well kind of sad story about oh, that God. Um, <laughs> when I went home for the first time after being at college for a bit um and I knew my sisters had done this sort of or like were thinking about rearranging my bedroom so like my, my I share a room with my sister and like we've had our beds in the same place the desk in the same place our dressers like for all like 10 years I've lived in that house mm -hmm. and so when I got back and they were like sort of like I kind of knew it was coming but they were surprising me also that like they had rearranged the bedroom and I went like they like did that like close your eyes and then like open your eyes and look at the bedroom now like when I saw it I like started crying <laughs> because like it had just changed and it felt like everything had changed and I wasn't there like to be a part of it I guess and like yeah. things were changing without my control and like it made me super upset and then they like rearranged the room back to normal because oh. it felt so bad <laughs> but like it was very emotional like and I didn't realize it was gonna hit me and I don't know what was going on with me maybe my emotions were high that day or something but like I don't know it like a song like this brings to mind all that stuff that's personal in my own life that mm -hmm. I can relate to um yeah 
So what's your second song, Kara? Actually, it's Don't Forget Where You Belong. So, oh my um, god. Yeah, it must I think, be a really well-written song. Good job, McFly yeah. and Niall. It just like also I remember like when we went to our first concert last year of the, of them. Yeah. Um I just remember like this is a song where like once Niall did his little speech, like there were tears in my eyes and I had to really just hold them back. I think I actually did cry, let's be real. Um but I think that mm-hmm. This is, like, the song that's, like, both happy and sad, and I think that's, like, it's interesting, like, when songs can, like, bring, like, so many different emotions at, like, once. I think that's, I think Mm -hmm. it's really cool. But also, I think that's what's interesting also is that we both chose different lines. Um, Oh, yeah. So my lines, I actually have, like, three stanzas. I don't really know, like, what the technical terms are, so I'm just (laughs) calling them stanzas. But um, I really like how, okay, I'll just read them. On the horizon, oh, well... I know, I know, I know the sun will be rising back home. And then I like how um, there's another stanza. And then after that one is the same um, words, except they change, I know the moon will be rising back home. And I just think that's, I really like how they did that. Um, Mm -hmm. And also just makes it seem like, um, like the moon and the sun and the stars are always like constant and you can always like rely on them if anything else. Um, and I really like thinking that because I think it's like really cool like um, when you see the moon and like you know it's like the same everywhere Um, yeah it's comforting it's comforting to know like other people across the world are looking at the same thing you are yeah it's really cool but also I have uh, another favorite line of this that I want to say I just like the chorus that don't forget where you belong home if you ever feel alone don't if you're never on your own oh wait you were never on your own and the proof is in this song Um, I just think that's really it's really nice yeah, I like how they break the fourth wall there, like saying, and the proof is in this song. Yeah. And like acknowledging, I don't know, acknowledging that the song is written about what it's written about. And yeah. Stuff. Um, it's just a really beautiful song, that one. Yeah. Uh, my second song is Strong, which is written by Julia Benetta, Jamie Scott, John Ryan, and Louis Tomlinson. And um, I think for me, it's so much that the sound of the song matches the lyrics of the song. Um, The lyrics that I chose, which were my favorite, are, I'm sorry if I say I need you, but I don't care. I'm not scared of love. Because when I'm not with you, I'm weaker. Um, And then I cut it off there. But I think we all know the rest of of that that Mm -hmm. bit. Um, But I think, unlike the other one, it's not about such a specific like moment in time like I can't like picture exactly what this means it's more vague but I think the words like the specific word need here I'm sorry I say I need you um a lot of times I find those types of words annoying because it's like do you really need that person but in this one I think it's just so beautiful like and I think that word provokes a lot of emotion and it's very powerfully used I guess um and just, I don't know, they're, they're saying they're weaker without the person. Um, I don't know. It just, for me, like the sound of the song, like reverberates. I don't know if that's the right word, but mm-hmm. like it just meshes well with the lyrics. And I think I feel a lot of emotion, especially because like, I feel like this is a really Louis song. Um, yeah. I mean, he, he wrote it, but like, I just, I understood what he was feeling and like, I understand, like, there's people in your life that do make you strong. And you, even though it's not, like, super specific, you can still, because, like, the passion comes through in the way he sings it. 
um, I don't know, I can connect with it really well. Yeah, I agree. Um, and what's your last one? It's actually strong, so that's a good <laughs> wow. transition. Um, I I totally agree with everything you've said, and I think um, the part that you left out when it says, um, is that so wrong? Is it so wrong? I think it's like, I put that in my little chunk, because that's like, I, I mm-hmm. use the same lyrics that you did. I um, really like those, and I think it's just like sort of like, really like an innocent little like thing, um, uh, just because... It's just like, just like a question that he's posing. So yeah, I just really, I really like this song and the lyrics. Okay, how, how the hell out of the top three songs we were supposed to choose did, out of all of One Direction's songs that they've written, did we choose two out of three the same? (laughs) Like, how weird is that? It really is. That's so, that's really funny. Um, I wonder if, like, other people feel like these are the greatest songs, too. I don't know. It's so strange. I will be interested Um, to find out. Yeah. My last song was Where Do Broken Hearts Go, Mm. uh, which is written by Harry Styles, Julian Bonetta, Ruth Ann Cunningham, Theodore Geiger, and Ali Tamposi. Um, And the words I chose were... Um, now I'm searching every lonely place, every corner, calling out your name, trying to find you, but I just don't know where do broken hearts go. And I think for me, like what I felt most with this song through this song through the lyrics was like a real desperation. Um, and like, sort of like, just like a last sort of string. You're like the last straw or whatever you were, you're calling out, you're searching the repetition of where do broken hearts go is really effective in that it's like, where do they go? Like, I'm trying to find you. Like I'm searching, I'm searching sort of like this endless calling out screaming. Um, and like, I think that that repetition just works so well with like the meaning of the song, just yeah. searching for someone. Yeah. Cause um, it literally sounds like they're searching cause they're like calling out. Yeah. Like, literally. Especially when Harry sings it and he like screams it. Yeah. Like, where do they go? I don't know. You can really feel that emotion. Yeah. Um, I think it's like one of their best songs they do live. Yeah, I think so too. That that one performance, was it It was some X Factor, right? Or yep. was it X Factor? I think it with was. With Ronnie Wood. I mean, that was just incredible. Oh. That was like my favorite performance live of One Direction. Me too, me too. Um, Just so beautiful. So that is my last one and then we actually did a top five i'll be in what were your other two kara we've decided only to talk about three because we don't have time but what were your other two my other two were no control just because you know (laughs) um yeah i like how it's like subtle but also like not subtle at all um yeah and then my other one was better than words just because i think it's like a very interesting concept in general um reading Mm -hmm. through the lyrics i kind of realized that it doesn't make a lot of sense Um, Right. But I think that in general, like, you know, kudos for them for making like such an interesting song because I don't think I've, I really have never seen this before in any other um, music group. So I think it was was just like a cool concept, if anything. Yeah, my other two were No Control Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and Change My Ticket, Change Your Ticket, sorry. Oh, yeah. And for those, it was just like the, again, like both of those songs had really personal, like, uh, more like hard, gra- tangible situations that they talked about. Yeah. Um, 
that like made me be able to connect to them. Yeah. Um, but I think like just in general, some other songs that I thought were good when I was going through choosing them, like Fool's Gold, Best Song Ever, yeah. um, Night Changes, Happily, Act My Age, Rock Me, which is an older one. Um, but I like went and looked at those lyrics and those lyrics, like they were much more tangible and understandable to me. Um, Summer 09, classic. Yes. Um, but I really like those. And then, but we, we chose ones that One Direction members actually wrote on. Yeah. But there were some other ones that I really liked the lyrics to that, um, no member of the band wrote on. And those were like Half a Heart, No One Wrote On. And I love that one. Um, Girl Almighty, which we've discussed oh, a yeah. lot. And so sad that none of the boys wrote on that I one. Know. But that one's a genius song. And I think the lyrics are beautiful. Like it's not super tangible, but it's really, beautiful imagery that's really unique yeah um and then i want which is a really old one but i just love that one mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah uh, oh another one our... i just want to add in is she's not afraid i love that one so much i know caitlin's not the biggest fan she's like what the heck are the lyrics <laughs> i know she like questions but i love that and it will always be one of my favorites uh-huh I think it's so interesting to go back and, like, try to find the best ones of the first couple albums. Because, like, when we look at this, like, it's more, like, the the more recent albums I look at. Yeah. Or, like, think about. But yeah, there same. are some good ones back in the day. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, now we have some announcements. Um, a really exciting one is that on October 28th, we will be releasing a Halloween-themed episode yes. to prepare yourselves for Halloween, which will be on the Saturday or whatever. Um, but the episode will come out on the Wednesday before, um, just to get everyone in the Halloween spirit. Mm-hmm. I'm so um, excited. I love ha- themed things. I know. It's going to be so much fun. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of ideas right now. Um that we've planned, but we definitely want your suggestions as well. We've had some great suggestions. We had an anonymous person write in on Tumblr with a whole bunch of um, 1D as segments that we can do. Um, And we haven't played that game in a while. So I'll be happy to play that one again. Yeah. Um, And then also from uh, at Sarah underscore Marie underscore 67 as well. She gave us some cool ideas. So, but we're looking for more because we want to just make the whole, I don't know if there'll be like a main discussion, but, like, it'll be just all Halloween-themed and maybe a whole bunch of, like, little segments um, Halloween-related, which will be fun. Yeah, I, I wish we could do, like, scary One Direction-related stories, but I literally have no idea what they could be. <laughs> so if anyone has scary... Maybe a listener has some. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so write in if you have any scary 1D stories to tell. I wish there was a 1D-themed, like, uh, scary hayride or something that would be oh fun. my god that is so specific but that is honestly like a lot of my like interests combined in one and I would love that so yeah um yeah so let us know about that um now we're gonna do our recommendations my recommendation for this week is the um watching the Honda Tour Civic video like behind the scenes um, number three. I mean, the first two are great too, but the third one in particular, there were just some really nice shots of the boys, um, particularly Harry, um, in his workout gear, <laughs> like Classic. with his like man, man bun. And he was in his like kickboxing gear and I've started kickboxing and I was like, yes, Harry and I can go like spar together or something. Yes. Fight to um, the death. <laughs> yeah. So but there were just some really nice shots and I'm glad people can turn things into gifts because like you want those ones on repeat just to watch back again and again without having to like rewind. <laughs> God bless gifts, honestly. Yep. 
Okay, so mine is a coloring book actually made by a 1D fan artist um, who was Ross Sketch. Um, I think her name is Rose or Ross, R-O-S, and then Sketch, but the like S is combined. Like, it's the same mm-hmm. S. I'll link it. Um, and she has she's selling um, a coloring book for $18 on her Etsy, and it's honestly so beautiful, and I want to get it. I think, like, the whole, like, trend of, like, adult coloring books is, like, coming in as, like, a, a stress reliever, and, like, how great would it be to, like, stress relieve by coloring in, like, One Direction's faces, and, like, you could change the hair colors and, like, make them wear whatever mm-hmm. you want. So, I mean, that sounds great to me. So, um, yeah, I would definitely check it out because she has such a beautiful art style. Um, yeah, I love her art. I was looking too. at one today. What was it? I'm trying to remember. I don't know what it was, but it was beautiful. Um, I follow her on Tumblr and on Twitter. Yeah. I love following artists because they like break up your feed really nicely with some beautiful pictures. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's cool. Mm-hmm. And then for tweet of the week, my tweet of the week uh, comes from Joanna Deacon, which is Louie's mom or at Johanna Darling, and she said, I have loved you since I was 18, heart, and then, like, the girl-boy holding hands emoji, and then XX at Louis Tomlinson. And um, I know uh, Louis's family have been at the shows recently, um, and I guess this was probably after she was at a show, um, mm-hmm. and I don't know, I just thought it was really nice when the parents of One Direction, like, sort of take the lyrics and turn them into not necessarily, like, a love song, but, like, a familial love song. Harry's mom did it with, uh, what was the song? Drag Me um, Down, Drag Me Down, yeah, yeah, where she was saying, like, I've been supporting you, whatever, your whole life. Um, and, like, this one saying she's loved him since she was 18, because she had Louis when she was 18 years old. Um, so I just thought that was really nice. Yeah, that was really cute. Um, Mm -hmm. mine is from Niall, and it was, I'm making sure I call my first child at Shane Long 7. Always brings the goods, dot, dot, dot. Long ball, very well taken finish, and then about a million four-leaf clover emojis. And, (laughs) um, I really like this tweet because I have no idea what it means, and I think that really just like <laughs> harkens back to the classic 1D days when I really had no idea what crack meant, like in terms of Niles, <laughs> um, or like I think it's Irish slang that Niles yeah. used to like use all like all this Irish slang, and I had no idea what any of it meant. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it really just like you know brings me back to the times that I had no idea what Niall was ever talking about, and I still don't really know because, but um, this one really just <laughs> really hit home to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and him going, I'm going to name my first child Shane Long 7. Yes. Like, that's just hilarious. I hope he actually okay, includes the 7 in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, he has been, like, tweeting a whole bunch of stuff about, like, random Irish football stuff going on. Yeah. I don't understand any of it. And Niall's punctuation, like, honestly kills me. Like, he always just does, like, all these, like, ellipses and, like, um... And weird spaces. Yeah, the spaces like, between, between every, stuff. like, comma and anything, and it just kills me. It doesn't I, make it, any sense. Yeah. This is what happens when you leave school early. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Um, so our question of the week this week 
is what is your favorite well-written line from a One Direction song and why? I know we had a couple people talking about their favorite One Direction songs, but like maybe send us a specific line that you really like or just a song in general because we would love to read them on our show next week, um, which will presumably be all about the new song Perfect coming out. So I am excited for that. Me too. Um, It'll be a nice reward after this week of midterms. Very true. Um, And then again, just general feedback or thoughts on the show or suggestions you have or anything like that. Um, Suggestions for our Halloween themed episode that's going to be coming up in a couple weeks um, or anything you'd like to hear us talk about, news stories or whatever. Send us your opinions um, and we will discuss them on the show. Uh, So thank you so much for listening to episode 17 of Talk Direction. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at talk underscore direction. You can also email us at talkdirection at gmail.com. You can visit our website where we have all the show notes and um, some other stuff like the the, uh, song playlist that Patty wrote in of her favorite songs. Um, Stuff like that will be up on our website, talkdirection.tumblr.com. And then you can also follow us individually on Twitter. I'm at Caitlin I.R. Foster, and Caitlin is spelled C-A-I-T-L-I-N. And Kara, where can they find you? I'm Kara underscore pond, and Kara is with a C. And then also you can head over to iTunes and rate and review us if you haven't already. And also make sure to subscribe so that you can get um, a new episode every single week as soon as it comes out. And then if you're feeling more SoundCloud, uh, and well, this is, this is what my sister Rebecca says she listens on SoundCloud because like her phone for some reason, like doesn't have the podcasting app. Like, I don't know what's wrong with it. Oh. But like, if that's your situation too, you can also find us on SoundCloud. And also I think <laughs> SoundCloud has direction. an app, so. SoundCloud does. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So you can search us on SoundCloud and get the episodes that way if that's better for you. Um, I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time for episode 18. Bye! Bye.